Welcome to DT Madness, Chronicles from the Third Life, episode 34, November 19th, 2022. So glad you could make it. Intro music never gets old. It's got that special groove. Well, today we're getting back on the gratitude train. You might be able to tell from the voice or from me sipping my red Ruabas tea mixed with a little ginger that I've uh, I got a little bit of the of the crud. Not too bad. I haven't been sick in a long time, uh, so I guess I can't complain, nothing too major, but <clears throat> excuse me as I clear my throat. Um, it used to be a song back in the day, didn't it? Let me clear my throat. What was that one? Okay. Um, so yeah, maybe I'll get a lot of distracted today, uh, but as I drink my tea, I'm sitting here in the sun, shining the nook. Um, got a mixed up list of things that I'm grateful for today. No, no halftime. Uh, in today's episode. So uh, we'll just go straight through with some of the things that I would have included in halftime as a part of these. Um, so let's let's get to it. Three things that you are grateful for today. Um, and three things that I'm grateful for today is that um, the, the yearly tea party up in Statesville, uh, Sydney and Sarah are picking up my mom and they're headed up to Statesville to see my mother-in-law. Uh, and so the four of them are all dressed up with their with their makeup and their fancy hats and and all that kind of stuff, and they're going up to enjoy uh, a a tea, fancy tea up there. And so I'm I'm grateful that they are getting to do that. That my mom is able to get out of the house uh, for a little bit um, uh, and have all that time together. The the second thing then for me is that I am here uh, with a day with Isaac, and so I think that if he ever wakes up, here we are. It's 10.54 in the a.m. on this Saturday, and as I came in to record, he was still snoozing, so I ain't mad at him, um, but I think we're going to watch Thor and, uh, what is it, Thor and the Love of Thunder, or however that one goes, um, compare it to Wakanda. I have not seen that Thor yet, so I'm excited to spend the day with Isaac, and then perhaps just uh, sitting out in the afternoon sunshine on the deck, uh, probably with my tank top on and catch some vitamin D because it's so warm the way the sun shines directly onto my back deck. So I'm, I'm grateful for those three things today. The last time you laughed so hard, you cried. I, I, I don't know really exactly, but most of the time I, I get that hard laughing. It's when we're on the couch watching the voice or watching maybe C-19. Um, that, that may be it the other night when Sam and all his friends were here and we were watching C-19, and we tried to call in to be the 19th caller, and we were basically every single caller. Um, but yeah, just some of the things that they say, some of the, the ways that the kids respond to each other, those, uh, those are the times where I get to or I get to laughing so much, although Milne telling stories during lunch gets me to three people you were grateful for. Uh, I took the easy way out on this. I, I, I guess I shouldn't say it that way. Um, but dang, man, like, Sam, Sidney, and Isaac, like, I don't know. 
what a group of kids, man. And like, I, I do understand when the Avett brothers sing in their, in their song, Murder in the City, talking about two different brothers at that point, of course, with my three, like the line is, I'm proud of you and I love you. I love you and I'm proud of you both. Or I'm proud of all three of you, but in so many different ways. And they're three different kids, but they love they love each other. They love life and the world and existence. And they love to laugh and play and be kids. But but they also understand gravity and gratitude and grace. Like, I just, man, I'm, I'm grateful for them. My proudest moment, that this one was tough. I, I had to sit and think for a, a long time and, and I and and I what I want to say here is that it just it always gets better. I, I know the feeling of wishing time would stand still. I really do. I, I, you know, when I think about where my kids are and I post these pictures on my Insta stories a lot from from years ago when they were when they were little and I I love babies and I love that phase and and I my colleagues at work they have babies now and and I hear them saying those kinds of things and I I get it but it it, it really does just always get better even the low parts you know like so I don't know how to quantify proud and make it proudest I've been thinking about that with love you know like I don't think that there are degrees of love one of the phrases that we say is I love you so much and I'm, I'm not trying to be trifling here. I, I'm just saying love is all. It's eternal. You, you don't have a choice. We are in love. In love. We are in love. That's where we are. But this one was about proud, right? Okay, oops. So, yeah, I have lots of the good kinds of pride um, every day. Um, so, anyway, three things you love about your favorite place. I had to go with the river. river and... Uh, the sparkles, the the way the sun shimmers off the water, the way the the way the river strikes me when I round this bend, like there's this I just come around the bend and, and I think about how the river it's called the Broad River and it is really broad at that point and there's a there's a waterfall, a really long waterfall. I mean not not deep, but it's just it's just so beautiful, man. It's just magic and glory and it's every single time, every single time, the way the water appears like mercury when it's cloudy. Um, and, and I've been thinking about the immensity of it all in terms of the whole water system and where does this water come from and, and what mountain does it start on and, and where, how do we get it into our drink? You know, anyway, the next one is fear you are tackling. I think that my fears maybe boil down to a fear of not being in control. I, I think that that's where. I'll say this: I got on the uh, the waiting list for for the therapist. I actually it took me. <laughs> did I talk about this last week? I can't remember. But um, you know, the person I'm willing to tell my deepest, darkest things to, I didn't I didn't want to make a phone call, and so I finally just texted, and even that took me about three hours to hit send. Um, but anyway, I, I did, and 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 she, um. She's texting me back after she got back from her trip. And so if there's a cancellation, I'll get to go in. And, and so I'm looking forward to talking about some of this stuff. But I think all of the things maybe boil down to me wanting to just cling, you know, my fear of letting go. 
I believe these things in my head, you know, I believe that everything's right. So just, you know, hold tight. I believe in the goodness with a capital G. I believe in those things, grace and love and life. But I, I guess, I don't know if it's just me, but I, I, I still cling tightly. And, and so because of that, I have fear when things are out of my control, like health, you know, or longevity. I mean, I, I, I can't control other people, you know, to a, to a certain extent um, and circumstances. So anyway, it's a fear that I'm tackling and I guess it's the big one, but I think I mentioned this again last week too, but it's, it's the first maybe time in my life where I believe that that letting go is possible with, with continued practice. So a failure or rejection you are grateful for. I've spoken about Davidson and my failure there. And, um, I'm grateful for, for that, you know, because it, it has me where I am, where I am now. I haven't talked as much about uh, Broad River Church and when we were there and, and kind of the failure or the collapse of that five years ago. And that's still a fresh wound to me, uh, maybe because of this control thing in the ways that I wish I could have salvaged things, you know, um, the ways I think things could have gone. But I'm, I am moving towards gratitude for, for that failure, that rejection, which that had some rejection in it, too. <laughs> That's tough. But you know, because maybe our, our focus wasn't the right end. You know, maybe we were focused too much on community itself as the goal. I don't know. I, I've thought about this for five years and never really tried to express it, at least not lately. I've just kind of pushed it to the side because that's not a thing that I can control. See how that works. But I'm, I'm grateful for all the, I'm grateful for all the things. Uh, and I can't wait to listen back for how that sipping tea and swallowing sounds on the podcast. Forgive me. Um, hopefully next week I'll be better, but I am like failure and rejection and falling down that's it. That's life. Um, I, I, I've got this morning practice. I've talked about it where, you know, at, at the end of my stretching and yoga type routine, I sit and, and meditate some. And at the end of it, I breathe in Yahweh, Christos and Ruah. And, and, I've, and, and at the end of that, I smile and begin to reflect on the things that this day holds. Um, and it's very very effective and very helpful for me. But just yesterday, um, as I was smiling and thinking about getting to go and reading to the kids uh, at Springmore, the second graders, my mind wondered to how awesome that looks, you know, like I I could be teacher of the year for, for doing these kinds of things. And it's humiliating for me to have to admit that, but that's, that's the thing. It should be humiliating. It should humble me. And so I'm grateful for my failure in allowing my thoughts to wander towards my own selfishness when that's not my purpose. That's not the purpose of reading to those to those kids. And, and just a silly one. These are the types of things that would show up in a halftime. Um, 
I've been teaching for 20 years now at Crest, and every single morning I go in, I open up my door, and I don't know, at least once or twice a week, I'll turn the key the wrong way. You know, you got to like turn it to the right to unlock it and then turn it all the way back around to the left to lock it back. Or I'm not even confident that that's accurate the way that I'm describing it. But I've done that hundreds, thousands of times over the last 20 years. And I still don't get it right sometimes. So that keeps me laughing at myself, realizing not to take things too seriously. Next one is three songs you love. And I could never. I I mean, music, man. Um, so I'll just preview next week's podcast. Um, is going to be called Songs for Life. and Or maybe Songs of Life. I'm not sure. Of course, L-Y-F-E. But it, it's going to be a, a, a journey through songs as I uh, think about which songs marked kind of different eras and, and stages of life. So anyway, the next one is something in your daily routine that you are grateful for. And this one, I've, I'm a routine guy, and so there's plenty that I could have chosen from here. But as the bell rings in the morning um, at 7.40 to let everyone into the building, Sydney rides with me to school. She'll be driving soon, but um, we, we walk up the hallway. Um, I walk up to my box, and it's it's along the path that she goes. And so we walk together up to her first period class, which is Mr. Good's class, and um, I, I get to see Tytrell every morning, say good morning, Tytrell. I get to see him. Um, I usually get to say good morning to Miss Merritt, and she is usually smiling at me. Good is never quite there yet. Um, but as I as I walk and, and leave Sydney at the door and head on to my teacher mailbox, then we fist bump each other, and I say peace, bro, to her. And uh, I checked with her to make sure that saying bro was okay, and she's fine with that because she says it too, just language. And so that's a part of my daily routine that I'm grateful for. Um, what is the best advice you have ever been given? Again, so many to choose from here. So I, I talked before about how my dad says, keep your butt behind you. Um, so I won't, I won't restate that one, but I'll just use another one that he's told me. Usually it applies to fixing things, but uh, it applies to life and that's don't force it. Don't force it. Holiday traditions that you're grateful for. I, I like getting the Christmas tree. We'll get ours, um, I right after Thanksgiving, maybe Thanksgiving Day this year. We we like to get ours up early. It's we like to get a real tree. Uh, excuse me, and um, you know it used to be one of the most stressful things in our marriage is trying to get the Christmas tree straight. But we've we've pretty much gotten that down now. In fact, I think the last couple of years I've turned that over to Sam anyway. And so getting the Christmas tree um, and getting that set up and playing Kenny and Dolly and playing, you know, um, Behold the Lamb and playing Charlie Brown's Christmas and Mariah, you know, and, and, and who is it? Martina McBride, What Child Is This? All of that kind of stuff. I, I love that. It's the scavenger hunts that we do along with that to open up presents for our kids. Like, our traditions have kind of changed. We've never really hung too much on it has to be Christmas morning or it has to be this, it has to be that. Um, but as our families are changing, you know, our traditions are changing up a little bit. And certainly COVID had some impacts on that. But we, we set up a scavenger hunt for the kids, which which typically leads to a trip that we take. Um, I guess I'll confess right now that I have not 
uh, tried to figure that out for next year. And so I guess the kids know that I don't know what their Christmas present is going to be this time around. But then the other holiday tradition, and there's other ones, you know, but Sam's birthday, he's a New Year's baby. And he was born on January 1st, right after, right after midnight down in Florence, South Carolina. You have to listen back to hear that story. But he, uh, you know, we, we celebrate the new year and we count it down and we count it down on happy new year, but it's also happy birthday, Sam. And so usually we have a fire or we've gone to the Avett brothers. Um, I don't know what we'll do this year for number 19. Three things about your body. Uh-oh, watch out. Oh, man, what do you say? I'm getting old, man. <laughs> 45, almost, 45. But when I went to India, when I went to India, uh, back in the day before Sarah and I got married, because Sarah was a Sarah worked in an orphanage there for a year uh, for a man named Samuel Thomas. Um, but when I went over there and was playing around and serving the orphans some uh, there in India and some of those compounds, they said I had beautiful cat eyes. You have beautiful cat eyes, Uncle. Is that a good accent? Uh, I think that was pretty good. Um, so I'm going to go with my cat eyes. Uh, my shoulders, I'm going to have to say, uh, I've I've been working out. I've been doing the push-up ladders. I've been doing the side arm raises. About to get back into the Y because it's cold. Um, and start expanding my, my workout routine so I can get buff like Isaac. Um, but I got this tattoo, man. I got this tattoo all on my on my left shoulder. So I got to keep it real. I can't let it get uh, flabby over there. And, uh, man, I'll just be honest with y'all. My toes, my toes are exquisite. They're just, they're just beautiful. They're just perfect. Something from your childhood that you were grateful for. Again, plenty of things to choose from. I'm going to go with my, my friend and former little league coach and neighbor and second dad, you know, all that kind of stuff growing up. Ansel Harmon, rest in peace, Ansel. Um, But when we played little league baseball for the Red Sox and we dominated people, you know, but he kept our averages not on base hits, you know, or anything like that. But if we made contact, so if we put the ball in play, even if we got thrown out, it counted as a hit in his book. So, I mean, we hit like 800, 900, you know, in his eyes. And it wasn't like a participation trophy type thing. I mean, you could consider that if you want, but we were really good. And we were really good in part because we focused on putting the ball in play. If you put the ball in play in, in Little League, you're going to get on most of the time. And we did. We destroyed people. Best Little League team in the history of Boiling Springs Little League, I would argue. Um, I'd love to have maybe after In Glory, we can go back and, and create some of those best of all time matchups. And I think the 90 Red Sox will will destroy everyone that's ever come through this area. But Ansel, counting, making contact, putting the ball in play, and that's a good life lesson too, you know. It's not just about home runs and triples and doubles like it's it's about showing up putting it in play doing the work doing the practice okay favorite quote that has helped you uh, henry david thoreau is is my all-time favorite quote i would think i think if i had to rank him i'd put this one at the at the top but what does he say uh, what greater miracle could take place than for us to be able to see through the eyes of another even for an instant and so just gaining perspective i don't know what it's like to be you but if I could see through your eyes, even for just an instant, if I could experience yourself, because the only self I've ever known is mine, 
but if I could experience yourself. And as I try to think about that quote, I try to do that. I try to imagine and empathize. And I think that's a really good quote. Three hobbies or activities that you love. Watching my kids play tennis. You know that. Um, hiking the Birch Trail. I've I really gotten to, to love that. The last couple of days, I really have been feeling ah, kind of weakish, you know, with the, with the little sick thing I got going on here. But I love hiking the Birch Trail. And there are these two arches, you know, um, where trees have fallen down. And, and they kind of like, you ever played a racing game or Mario Brothers or anything like that where once you pass through a certain checkpoint, then you you get powered up, you get you get extra time or whatever. And so I love the hiking through there and, and it's kind of halfway through where you're really tired. And I'll be honest, now when I go through it, I've been quiet for like an hour through the woods. And then when the last time I went through the arch, I made the sound, wop, 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 you know, wop, 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 wop. how does it go? Um, make that sound right now. How does it sound when you power up? Um, and the third one here for hobbies or activities is writing. I love to write. I love to write. And that's why I like doing this podcast because I get to write it out first. But I love to write for Facebook posts. I love to write for um, my own journals and reflections and letters to send to other people. Skill that you're grateful for? Well, you've heard all about my handyman skills, LOL. Um, but I guess a, a skill that I'm grateful for is my ability to make con- connections with all different types of folks. Um, you know, we had this discussion the other day about book burning and, and censorship and things like that. And um, I was able to make connections with, with the different groups of people that were there, but also to try to encourage people to, to think about the book burners and let's not draw a hard line between each other and try to understand them. And um, the connections I make with people are, are, are a real thing. I guess it's interpersonal as Howard Gardner would say in his multiple intelligences. It's funny because I don't let many people in, you know, inside for a, a deeper connection, especially in the last couple of years with COVID and the, and the BRCC kind of fallout. And um, I don't mean to say that my connections are surface, but I don't know. It's a skill I have. I guess that's why I'm a politician. What's one kind? It helps to be that with a teacher too. What's one kind or thoughtful thing someone did for you recently? Well, the day after I mentioned wanting to have a nice bath towel, one showed up for me that is supposed to not get the funky smell. So thank you to my wife, Sarah, for that. Yesterday I went to read to Leanne's class and they had made a poster for me. Um, It says, thank you, Mr. Thomas, with a lot of their writing on it um, and little sticky notes and pictures of us. And oh man, I'm about to get uh, teary eyed right now talking about that. But one of my favorites is says I'm a great mayor, but it spells it M-E-R, mayor. I'm a great mayor. And that's true because I'm from Bowling Springs and I'm the mayor. All right. Who has helped you become the person you are today and what's the top thing you'd thank them for? Uh, that's my dad, man. You know, and what do I thank him for? I thank him for showing up to all the things, you know, for 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 forfeiting the chance to be the chief a couple different times so that he could be there at my little league practices through the day. Teaching me things like eh, that's just how the ball bounces so that I don't get hung up on saying things like you cheated or I got robbed or any of those kinds of things. But it's just like, you know what? Sometimes that's how the ball bounces. And even when you lose, the sun will come up tomorrow and maybe things you aren't supposed to say anymore. But, you know, there's a he would say there'd be a billion people in China that don't even care, don't even know that you played. It would just give me perspective. I'm thankful that he re- read widely, that 
he kept a Buddha garden, you know, that, uh, that he, he didn't settle for, for status quo in his reading still. He's reading Friedrich Biegner now and passing that along to me. His ability to connect, to connect with people over four decades uh, and more, but four decades as a, as a university police officer, the hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people that continue to say one instant that he was able to bring a smile to their face or bring some type of comfort to them, all different types of people. It doesn't matter. didn't matter who they were. He's selfless. You know, he likes to be on his couch watching TV. But if somebody called and said, hey, I need you to open up my, my car door. And if it was after hours, he might grumble about it a little bit, but he'd get up and go do it every single time. Making things for people that could sell for hundreds and hundreds of dollars, but maybe accepting the money that the wood was uh, worth, you know, maybe. And sometimes just giving it to people. And even as he struggles with with cancer and um, even as his body is is growing weaker and weaker, he's still teaching me, you know, th- saying things like pain is inevitable, but suffering is voluntary. You know, still battling and considering what it means to be human and what it means to impact other people. Yeah, thanks, Dad. How have your spiritual beliefs or practices fulfilled you recently? Um, I, I just really been thinking about the interconnectedness of all things, and that helps to give me um, good perspective. I've used that word a lot. It'd be one of my top five perspectives. But that breathing in, you know, the the ruah, the the spirit. As I breathe in, it naturally leads me to a spot, a smile now, because I believe that that is what is here for us that we really do get the spirit the capital s spirit the great spirit the holy spirit whatever you say um the spirit of the christ like it's for us not later not at some point not for us to have to do something but it is here for us and as you as i breathe that in it, it naturally leads to a smile and a gratitude What's the best thing that happened so far today? Well, I put on Live Fish, and I was listening to the uh, the Commerce City first show from 2022. Sydney sent me a snap from going through the car wash, the first time that she's gone through the car wash while she was driving. She's driving my mom and Sarah up to Statesville today, so her longest trip of driving so far. She, she gets her license. We've got her appointment set for February 7th. Um, she got her sweatpants on underneath her fancy clothes so she can keep warm, and that was the best thing. And Sarah made me my cachava while I was sitting on the couch all pitiful. So, yeah, lots of best things have happened so far, and now I get to do this podcast. Something that inspired or touched me recently, just my kids' resolve, man. Like Isaac, Sydney, Sam, their resolve is remarkable. Oh, man, they really do press on. They know they have not achieved the goal, but they press on for what's there for them. They believe they be live. Yeah. How have you used your talents and abilities recently? And what have you enjoyed about doing that? Oh man, I love being mayor. This is my second year and I think I'm getting my feet under me. I I met this guy, this guy who has railed on me. Uh, Every time I post a post on Facebook, it's like, yeah, but what about the money for the why? And I'm like, dang, dude, this is a beautiful thought thoughtful inspiring post and 
but I, I saw him at the chiropractor the other day and I knew it was him and I introduced myself to him and we made a connection and he told me he could be a real, uh, I can't say that word. He can be a real jerk on, on social media, but he appreciates my passion for the town and now he wants to have lunch and oh man, I'm glad about that connection. Um, the encouragement I've, I'm able to give, I was able to um, buy a bunch of banana pudding and a red sheet velvet cake from a local business and deliver that to um, to the town staff and the fire department as a way to show them I was thankful for them. Like uh, Speaking of that, I've, uh, with my friend Andy Polk, we've developed a, a plan to draw in local businesses and to support and promote local businesses in town because um, that's where this community would stay vibrant. I, I'm setting up, I've, I've came up with an idea and in, on Thursdays, Starting in December, the, the second Thursday of every month, I'm, I'm trying to gather people to just sit around in the town hall and tell stories about what it was like growing up in Boiling Springs or what it was like growing up anywhere around the area and just developing a sense of community, strengthening those ties between old uh, uh, old companions. You know, I'm calling it, um, what is it? Uh, telling stories and forgetting time, which is a, a lyric from Papa's Home. Thanks, Gabe, for that idea I'm, I'm working towards developing stronger relationships with the students at gardner webb i went to this lord of the rings talk which was it wasn't really about lord of the rings it was mostly about book burning and censorship and things like that but that was cool to show up and be at that i went to this play that they put on called private lives you know and i was able to to, to instagram message some of those kids that were in that and yeah man i'm excited about using my talents and abilities to be mayor. I like it. Uh, I'm sorry, mayor, mayor. What have you learned recently that will help you in the future? Oh man, I learned that two weeks is too long to not clean my bathrooms. I don't like it. It's the pink spots and the shower and whatever. Um, I don't remember why I didn't do it last Sunday. I usually do it on Sundays. Last Sunday I didn't for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, you know, I used to have my own cleaning service. And I've been looking on Amazon or whatever, eBay, about getting me a used, refurbished type uh, rainbow. And if I do, then I might have to open DT's cleaning service back up. So let me know if you want me to come and clean your house. I don't know. You know, all those prices are going up there, right, Biden? Okay. What made you laugh or smile today? Sydney, uh, let me read the first part of her essay that, that she's been assigned in, in Mr. Good's class. What are the most five most important things? And the first one that she's writing about is hope. And she's using a quote that um, we've talked about. Sarah and I met in Dr. Karskan's philosophy class, and, and he asked the question, he posed the question, what is more real? What is or what ought to be? And his answer was, what ought to be is more real because it will be. Um, and Sydney took that quote, and she's a beautiful writer, man. She's, she's really talented. Um, and then, you know, we talked about Good's response uh, and how much he, he likes her writing as well. And, and we got a good smile and laugh out of that. Oh, yeah, I'm going to keep going. Let's go. What what uh, What's the last song you heard or that you enjoyed and how did it make you feel and why? Uh, when I was typing this up, it was Blaze On by Fish, of course, listening to that Commerce City show. And, you know, they've got a thing on Fish Radio this weekend where or the Thanksgiving weekend where you can, where you can record an audio file and send it in about what fish 
music has meant. And I went from, you know, I went to the Big Cypress show down on the Indian Reservation, down in, in, in Big Cypress Seminole Indian Reservation, down in Florida near the Everglades. I went there for the Y2K show, biggest rock and roll concert ever, greatest. And uh, I didn't listen to Fish much after that for a variety of reasons. And when the pandemic hit and I had some health issues starting in 2000, um, I started listening to them again because I got I got XM with my with my Camry, and uh, so I was listening to Fish Radio and hearing all this new music. And you know, Blaze On is a song about messing up, and you can you can take three wrong turns and it still makes a right. You know, like don't give up kind of stuff. But then it's just super jazzy and groovy, and it just uh, so I can't really describe how it makes me feel. But but even then, as I was about to record, I was still listening to the to that show in my earpods and uh the song ruby waves came on and it reminded me that my friend delaney is working on a piece of art for me uh that kind of will encapsulate my mental health struggles and and achievements and goals and hopes and dreams and um i can't wait to see it i can't wait to show it to you uh, once i get it she's the best man what's one thing you experienced recently that made you feel a sense of wonder or awe i told you about uh giving isaac the Immunity necklace, um, I've got mine on right here, and I, I let him read the language of the turtles, and I've got this picture of him just sitting on the rock that I sit on, and he's reading it, and I know that his wheels are turning, and yeah, that gave me a sense of, of wonder and awe. What's the best thing about your home, and how have you and have you taken time to enjoy it recently? The new living room setup, yeah, man, me and Isaac, we hung up the big giant TV, that was a, that was a thing getting that TV in the back of the van and even out of the Walmart and all that kind of stuff. And it barely fit as we tried to, but, but Isaac and I mounted that thing on the wall and we, we opened up the whole space and we've got this sectional couch and we all sit on the couch, all, all four of us at this time. And we watch Jeopardy and we watch, they watch Wheel of Fortune. That game's overrated to me, but we watch college basketball or football, or we watch the voice. The voice is really something we, we have a really good time watching it kind of, yeah, I mean, we shouldn't be making fun of people, but, you know, that's what the voice is for, right? We watch Survivor, all those kinds of things. And soon Sam will be home to join us and take his spot on the couch and uh, for Thanksgiving break and then Christmas break. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm glad about that. What's improved about your life from this time last year? My perspective, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. I've talked about it. I'm hoping to let go more and more. What choices have you made in the last five years that you'd thank yourself for making? getting healthy, stopping putting things in my body that are about, that are not good for my body, um, being more conscious about exercise and sleep and food and hydration and meditation and solitude and all that. Yeah. What's something you're looking forward to in the future? Certainly Hilton Head 10, HHX, about to get my tat with the Frasers. Um, we go down on January 15th weekend. so. This will be our 10th year of doing that with our with our dearest friends. Um, and I'm also looking forward to going to The Birth. My friend Nathan Rouse puts on a play called The Birth. Uh, it's a Christmas play. It's just three monologues, really, is what it consists of, 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 of the innkeeper, the shepherd, and the, the wise man. I don't think in that order. But it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. It's based on Frederick Buechner's writings. And, of course, it, it hadn't been able to be in production the last couple of years and Frederick Beekner passed away this year. And so uh, we've already gotten our tickets and I can't wait December 15th 
um, you should go. Let me know if you're interested because uh, I can tell you where to get tickets or I'll get them for you. If it's that good, I'll be glad to, to pay for your way. What's something you witnessed recently that reminded you that life is good? As I was reading yesterday, there's this little second grade girl and she does. She has a hard time with language. Um, it's difficult sometimes to understand uh, her words, but I, I read three books to him yesterday because I stayed for about 45 minutes, I guess. And we read one about being president. And then we read one called Sour Grape where we made all our squishy faces. And that was the best. I love that one. But then she wanted me to read one called, mm, what was it? Like an old woman that had swallowed a pie or a pot and turkey. Like this whole, this old woman just like eats everything for Thanksgiving. And she just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And after each one is like, will she die? You know? And Katie had it, the whole thing memorized. It was her book. And as I was reading it, I, I read faster and faster because it repeats all the things that she has eaten along the way. And Katie was mumbling those words all the whole time. And it was just, I mean, it was beautiful, man. The other kids didn't, it didn't bother them. Oh, God. It was just so beautiful. And I would pause, you know, at the point where, uh, at, the, at that refrain, will she die? Or however it goes. And Katie would say it. That was good. What's the most beautiful thing you saw today? My girls all dressed up for their fancy tea party, um, even with Sydney sweatpants. What's the last thing you enjoyed with your senses? Oh, I meant to take this one out. A good meal, a song you love, aromatherapy. I got my lavender and cedarwood aromatherapy candle going right now. I'm drinking my Ruabas and ginger tea. I'm, you know, the songs I listen to. Smells, smells are a big thing for me. I told you I got that reverse COVID. I meant to take that one out. I didn't really have an answer for that one. What movie, book, blog, or article affected your life for the better recently? Just a couple more. This is we got four more counting this one. Um, I've been reading Thich Nhat Hans. What is it called? I got it right here. It's called Your True Home: The Everyday Wisdom of Thich Nhat Hans. So it's just a very short paragraph, and I read it before I do my morning routine. Um, I'm almost finished with uh, Richard Rohr's book called Simplicity: The Freedom of Letting Go. And that's been really impactful for me. In fact, I did it. <sighs> I ordered Roar's book on the Enneagram. I really don't even know who I am anymore. Um, but I guess I'm about to find out. Smirk. Uh, Wendell Berry, The Need to Be Whole. Not what I had expected. And yet, just phenomenal and fascinating and thought-provoking. Um, and I, I think I need to get into his fiction. I've never read Berry's fiction. Uh, I read an uh, article from 2011 that Ron Rash had written about David Thompson and blowing up the boiling spring with dynamite and all that kind of stuff. And that was cool. And I found a blog about some salted caramel pumpkin pie that mm, I'm probably going to be making either tomorrow or Monday. Three more. What's your favorite thing about your bed and how often does it enable you to get restful sleep? I went to see this play at Gardner Webb and it was called Private Lives. And the, uh, the actors, the two lead actors were really good. They, they, um, they drove the play. And, uh, but there's one scene where the, the guy is trying to get comfortable uh, by arranging all the pillows he was lying on, uh, on a couch. And it really made me like, it made me LOL. I did chuckle out loud in the theater be because I know what that's like. You know, I told y'all 45, man. But, um, so anyway, I've, I've got this memory foam bed and I do like it and I've got my pillow set up just right. I know how to, how to construct them and where to put the the pillow under my legs or under my back and all this kind of stuff. So I, I really have been sleeping well most of the time. You got to, you've got to sleep. So important. Um, next to last, the penultimate question. What's something you have easy access 
two that always improves your mood and how has it improved your life and that's music i've got apple music i've got amazon music i've got uh live fish i've got sirius xm i've oh man i love it i love it um all kinds of music fish takes up most of my time but avid brothers you know um I'm getting ready to make my 45 mix um, here pretty soon. Music. It makes me makes me glad. Makes me think. Makes me ponder. Um, I like the I like the jams and fish and the dead or or whatever like that take me places and I'm not engaging my my verbal mind. You know. Um, yeah. Last one. Have you recently imagined a worst case scenario that didn't actually happen? <laughs> Yes. Yes. I'm really good at that. I'm really good at that. I should have talked about it in my talents. I've imagined a lot of worst case scenarios that didn't actually happen, but I'll tell you what, like, this is the thing. I'm not there. I still want to control. I still want to clinch. I still want to hang on. Um, but my, my fists are a little less tight. My breath is a little bit easier. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making progress towards letting my mind believe, you know, that what ought to be will be. So, yeah. Well, this has been a Church of Six production. My five plus you, you know, you're the sixth. Maybe I'm yours. Because we do this together, you know. We gotta wade through it all. The joys and the fears and the, the regular. Brought to you by the Bucket of Life, which has been iced over a couple times this week. By the Wall of Belief, the Foundation Tower of Stone. By the Magic Rock. And by the Token of Hope, this too shall pass. Don't forget to believe and be live. Peace, my friends. <laughs>